time. Uh, only 10 after, so that's good, right? had a congregation member one time tell me that just because you have the time don't mean you have to use the time. Uh, so nonetheless, if you have your copy of God's Word this morning, if you'll find your way to the book of Romans, Romans chapter number 1, we'll use this as our opening text uh, this morning, but we'll look at several other uh, passages as well as we are having our uh, hearts set on Thanksgiving as that will be here uh, in a matter of a few days now, isn't it something how the year has already flown uh, by so quickly uh, to um, where Thanksgiving and then in just three three weeks or so we'll be in, in uh, Christmas. And so in the book of Romans we find uh, where Paul is giving thanks and we'll look at his writings in the Corinthians and in Thessalonians as well. Uh, concerning uh, this, but there are great portions um, on Thanksgiving that are found in uh, in the Bible here. Exodus chapter 15 is a song of praise and of thanksgiving. Psalm 100, probably one of the most uh, well-known and familiar uh, passages in regards to uh, Thanksgiving. David's song there of thanksgiving. So how much uh, for which to give God thanks. You know, we have so much in our lives that uh, that God has blessed us uh, with, and and a lot of times we take things uh, for granted, and uh, we fail to give Him thanks. But this morning, I want us to have Thanksgiving with Paul. All right, and just kind of look at some of the passages that that he wrote in regards to uh, this Thanksgiving and. And I want us to look first in Romans chapter 1, and we'll begin reading in verse number 8. Romans chapter 1, beginning in verse number 8. The Bible says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed throughout the world. For God, whom I serve with my spirit by announcing the gospel of his Son, is my witness that without ceasing I remember you always in my prayers asking that by God's will I may somehow at last succeed in, coming, uh, succeed in coming to you, for I long to see you so that I may share with you some spiritual gift so that you may be strengthened, or rather so that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, how thankful we are, Lord, for the goodness that you give to us day in and day out. And Lord, especially thankful for Calvary. And Lord, for the significance of, of Christ dying there for the sins of the world. And Lord, how thankful we are that you have so much grace and mercy that is bestowed upon us. And God, as we look at your word this morning, I pray that you would hide me behind that cross. Lord, that these dear folk not see me. But God, that they would see you. Lord, speak to our heart this morning. If there is one here who is lost, we pray that you'd convict them, that they be saved. For that one that is maybe wandering in sin, backslidden from you, God, we pray you convict them, that they repent and return to you. And for whatever you do in this place today, we'll be careful to give you all the praise and the honor and the glory. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. 
If you wanted to flip over to 2 Corinthians, we'll be uh, there this morning uh, for just a moment in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We find where Paul is mentioning, we'll go back to Romans, uh, so don't lose your spot there either. Uh, but I want to start with Paul being thankful for Christ. And he had two great things about this salvation in Christ to Paul, uh, and that is that empty grave and eternal, uh, the eternal gift that he gives to us, and that is his salvation. But notice what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 9 and verse number 15. The Bible says that, um, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Thanks be to God for his indescribable uh, gift. Uh, this empty grave is, is uh, in what reference Paul is making here as Christ uh, was crucified, he was buried, and we know that he rose again that third day. And, and that is a gift in all of itself because that is fulfillment of prophecy uh, that Christ had made. And so Paul is saying, thanks be to God for this indescribable gift that was given here. Now, why is this so uh, important in Paul's life? I think we would have to go back to Paul's early days, right? Uh, Paul was not always Paul. <laughs> Paul was not always the man that, that loved God and loved the church and, and loved Christians. Paul had a hatred of Christ before the cross. Paul was one of those that, that as I have mentioned before in, in messages where uh, if you saw him coming down the aisle in the convenience store, you would go three aisles out of your way to avoid this man. He was not one that was uh, very accepting to the Christians. And so uh, we know that Paul's friends had crucified Jesus to end it all. Uh, that they wanted to put him to death. And, and then suddenly, here he was again, the resurrection. And, and Paul guards uh, uh, the coast of those who stoned Stephen, and he puts many to death. The encounter with Christ on that Damascus road in Acts chapter 9, where Jesus said, I am Jesus, the Christ, the one that was crucified. And then he knew that Christ was alive. Here was a man that he thought had he had ended it all, right? He wanted to end him in his life, end all of this nonsense as his eyes saw, all of this healing, all of this miraculous stuff, all of these followers flocking to this man. If we crucify him, it'll end all of that. We'll no longer have a, a, to worry about our government being overthrown. Put him to death. And then he sees him again. <laughs> and that Damascus Rose, a road was a, a, an amazing encounter. And, and then we find here in, in uh, chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians how he is describing this eternal gift, this indescribable gift. If Christ could save a man like who was Saul at the time, dear friend, you and I have nothing to worry about. Paul had tried so hard before. He had been so religious. He had kept all the laws. He had kept all the observances. He was a good man. He thought he was doing God a favor. 
He had been so religious and that he found that salvation was a gift to receive and not a gift that you had to work for. Are we thankful today for a living Savior? Thankful today for salvation, a salvation that is indescribable. I don't know why God would love someone like me so much. I don't know why God would love some of the people that I know so much. But he does. It's indescribable. If you looked back in Romans chapter 1 where we had just read, notice what Paul uh, said there uh, in verses 8 through uh, verse 11. He says, first... I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed throughout the world. It's well spoken of, I think, is what a, another translation says. Your faith is well spoken of upon every remembrance of you. Paul had a great love for the saints of God, for those who followed in Christ's footsteps, for those who uh, followed Him and, and obeyed what Christ had said do. And he says, For God, whom I serve with my spirit by announcing the gospel of the Son, is my witness that without ceasing I remember you always. It's good to know when somebody's praying for you, isn't it? And Paul said, I always remember you. I'm always lifting you up in prayer. I thank God for you. Jesus said in uh, in John chapter 13 that if you have love one for another, you have that love, that love longs for that fellowship. And, and, and you know, that's the whole point of, of being in a church. And, And some have said in times past, well, I don't have to go to church to go to heaven. But if you have Christ, then you should want to be with Christ's people. If you have Christ, then you should not want to, as the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. This collective worship is something that is, is great and it, and it inspires us and encourages us to take on the week that is ahead. What brings you back to church? Sadly, in our society today, and don't, don't read into this too much, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm just making a, a broad statement here. But sadly, the only thing that brings so many people to church is the theatricals. It's the theatricals. It's the, the bands. And there's nothing wrong with having a band. It's the, it's the, the light show that, you, that some have. And I, I had... Uh, I guess y'all know by now I'm kind of old school. Even though I'm young, I'm still old school in a lot of things. And and uh, that is not something that really appeals to me, right? Uh, I don't. I heard someone that said they went to a, a, a revival meeting and they when they walked in the church, they felt like they was in a rock concert for all the smoke and the lights and the, the, the jamming music and the vibrating walls from the, the amplifiers being so... Turned up high. What brings you to church? Dear friend, if we're not being fed with the word of God, if we're not being fed spiritually, then then what we're doing in church has of no value. We can sing all day long. But if we leave this place the same that we came, 
then nothing was accomplished. What brings you to church? We ought to long to see our brothers and sisters. We ought to long to have that fellowship with them, to have fellowship with Christ and knowing that He is in this place. Sometimes Christians do not live up to their potential. I like what Paul said. He he says, I thank God for you because your faith is well spoken of, is proclaimed throughout the entire world, the world that they knew at this time. Isn't that great? To know that their faith was so profound, that they were so hooked on Christ, that it was spoke of throughout their world. Wouldn't that do us some good today? To have a faith that is so profound, a faith that is so contagious, a faith that is so on fire for God, that everyone heard what was happening. What's going on down there at West Acre? Wouldn't that be great? Sometimes they do not talk like Christians. They don't walk like Christians. But there ought to be a fierce loyalty among Christians that every time these doors are open to be in God's house. Now, I grant, I understand that you know sickness and various things happen. I get that. But we should be loyal to His church. Can you be thankful this morning for those that are sitting around you? Being thankful for all believers who are collectively in worship this morning. You want to turn over to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Paul was writing to the church at Thessalonica. And one thing about Paul's writings, especially in Thessalonia and, and, and even in uh, as he wrote to the church at Corinth in Corinthians, but one thing about writing to the church at Thessalonica, he was always trying to, in First Thessalonians, trying to encourage them. And as he closed out this writing to uh, Thessalonica, he wrote, and we can start in a verse, um, verse number 16. It says, to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, but test everything, hold fast to what is good, and abstain from every form of evil. Isn't it something how these words could be echoed today? And these words could be something that you and I apply in our life to rejoice always. Sometimes that's hard, is it not? You face it. We heard uh, numerous people this morning mention during our prayer request time of people who are facing illness and sickness and and perhaps even death. It's hard to rejoice in those times. But even in those hardships of times, we are to rejoice in knowing that all things are the way God had 
ordained them the way God had planned for them to come out. And we know that His ways are best. We don't understand why. I I, uh, officiated a funeral this week of a a lady that had been married for 52 years to this uh, gentleman. And and, uh, still, in, in my eyes... You know, they're obviously older, but they're still really not old enough to be burying, right? Fifty-two years, over half their life spent together. And as she said, you know, I never saw this day coming. I didn't expect it to happen so soon. It's hard to rejoice. She made this statement. She said, I don't know why yet. I don't know why I thought about that and I said, you know, sometimes I think we may not understand why yet. But there will come a day when we'll understand it all better by and by. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. I think the King James says in everything give thanks. Again, those are encouraging words, but those are also very uh, hard words for us to grasp. In everything, give thanks. Keep in mind Paul. Paul was stoned. He was shipwrecked. He was imprisoned multiple times. But he still gave thanks to the Lord. Poor eyesight. Maybe we don't feel as beautiful as we used to. I went through, I don't like going to Walmart much these days, but nonetheless, you know, everything's online now. You can just have it shipped to your door. But I actually went in a Walmart uh, this week, and and I had went down uh, the, um, where you get, you know, your toothbrush, toothpaste, all that stuff, soap. And, and I saw a whole owl of nothing but uh, products for like facial products uh, that make you look younger and and all these creams and all these lotions and I'm like my lord you know if we uh, uh, there's so much to choose from right trying to make us look younger or make us feel better about ourselves perhaps we have that poor eyesight and we're not as as pretty as we used to be or or maybe we're in society's eyes too short or maybe we're too tall or maybe we're too heavy or maybe we're not heavy enough we have all of these contrasting ideas but regardless of those we need to thank the lord anyway Maybe we're not gifted. Maybe we don't have gifts to bring to the church. Maybe we can't play musical instruments or sing or teach or preach or whatever the case may be. Dear friend, we are to give thanks anyway. God still has a place for you. The secret of thanksgiving for the Thessalonians, the whole letter's theme is is Christ's return. That's what Paul was emphasizing throughout the Thessalonians, uh, that Christ would be returning. And if there's anything to be thankful for this morning, it is that anticipation of Christ's 
returning. That every day the Lord is expected. I heard someone say uh, this week, we have to be close. I believe we are. We have to be close. But I can guarantee you this, I can't put a date on it. No man can, right? The Bible says that even Jesus himself does not know when he will return. But I can tell you right now, today, we're closer than we was yesterday. I can give you that guaranteed assurance this morning. We are closer than we was yesterday. And dear friend, if it was close in the days of the apostles, how much more closer are we today? And that was the whole point of Paul writing this. He's, he's thanking Christ for their testimony. He's thanking Christ uh, for all that Christ has done, for all the circumstances in his life that has happened. You beat me, that's fine. Take my home, that's fine. Take my car, that's fine. Imprison me in the darkest chambers of the prison. That's fine. I'm going to thank God anyway. Because I know that all of this stuff is temporal. Because he's coming again. Are you thankful this morning? Are you thankful, as Paul is, that despite the circumstances, you know, we all have hard times. I, I remember we mentioned my grandmother a little bit ago. We was talking, and uh, uh, she had retired several years ago, and I had made the comment that she had told me that she works more now retired than she did when she was working. Oh, are, are, we, are we thankful? We may not have enough. I remember stories of her telling how hard times was. Great Depression, various other things has happened down through the years. But she was still thankful. Don't have a lot, but we're thankful. Paul, all that he went through, all that he dealt with, was still thankful. Can we have that hard uh, attitude this morning as well? Despite my circumstances, I'm going to thank God anyway. That I'll rejoice always and be thankful. Amen. We'll extend a time of invitation. Never like to close a service without giving that opportunity for you to do business with God. Maybe it's salvation. Maybe it's a rededication. Maybe, maybe you just want to thank the Lord for what He has done for you. And again, we could spend... All morning, we could probably spend the next several mornings just thanking God for what he has done for us. And so as we uh, extend this hymn, if you want to come to the altar, the altar is open. But just take this time, whatever it is between you and God, you take care of that as we sing.